I am Jay Christian Adams, president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. This is the Protecting Your Vote podcast, and the Public Interest Legal Foundation is the nation's only public interest law firm dedicated exclusively to election integrity. And boy, do we have a guest today that it is very exciting to have. We're going to be joined in a moment by Phyllis Coachman. Phyllis is the lead plaintiff in a case brought by the Public Interest Legal Foundation called Coachman versus New York City Board of Elections. And if you want to hear about the real foreign influence in American elections, that's what this case is about. Some of you may know that New York City made it legal for foreigners to vote in city elections. Now, of course, federal law prohibits foreigners from voting in federal elections, but states can set the qualifications for whomever wants to vote in their state or local elections. And New York City decided anybody who's here, no matter if you're a Chinese national, uh, whether or not you're from Guatemala or the Dominican Republic, you're going to be entitled to vote for mayor or all city offices. Well, that didn't sit so well with a lot of people in New York City. And the Public Interest Legal Foundation is representing four black New York City voters, including DeRoy Murdoch, who is a contributor at Fox News. And we're challenging the New York City law as a violation of the 15th Amendment. Now, you might say, what is the 15th Amendment? The 15th Amendment was passed right after the Civil War, and it prohibits any election law or practice that was enacted with a racial motivation, a racial intent, a racial purpose. And I've used this law in multiple cases to strike down uh, various election laws or practices that were motivated by racial intent. If you have any racial intent at all in an election law, the law is invalid. You can't enact election laws with a racial purpose. So what happened in New York City? The New York City Council, members of the council said openly in debate that they wanted to elevate the voting power of certain racial groups. They wanted to elevate certain favored racial groups that were non-citizens, namely Hispanic, Chinese, Asian, and lift them up by giving them the right to vote. At the same time, they complained about seeing too many white faces. They also broke a bunch of other procedural rules. And lastly, when they were warned that this law would dilute the power, weaken the power of black voters across New York City, they didn't care. So the law was enacted in an illegal way in violation of the 15th Amendment. Four courageous New York City voters have stood up to challenge the law, and the Public Interest Legal Foundation is proud to represent them in this constitutional challenge. We're joined by one of them, Phyllis Coachman, who is the lead plaintiff in Coachman versus New York City Board of Elections. Phyllis, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here, to be a part. So just so folks, thank you. Just so folks understand, New York City Council passed a law that gave the right to vote to people living in New York City who are not Americans, who are foreigners in the city. Uh, Not all of them here, uh, you know, long time, don't have family roots here. And uh, it... The, the census data, Phyllis, shows that they're largely from uh, China or uh, Hispanic, right? Yes. That's, yes. that's where they're from. And 
the reason that you're a plaintiff is because you believe that citizenship should mean something when it comes to the right to vote. Is that fair? Yes, it is. I definitely do believe that. Um, and when I first saw, because the first time I found out about uh, this bill was on Twitter, social media. And when I saw it, I said, oh, my goodness, how, how are they going to allow non-citizens to be able to vote in municipal elections in New York City? I said, that's not the right thing to do, because this would also dilute citizens' votes. You know, we worked hard, especially my people, Black Americans, we worked hard to get the right to vote. So just for someone to be able to live here for 30 days um, and actually, and also even if they have a work permit. Now, you know how many people they can get work permits to just for them to be able to vote. So I was really disturbed by that. I didn't understand. And I said, I really don't understand because my understanding is in order to vote, you have to be a United States citizen, whether it's a naturalized citizen, but you have to be a citizen. And, and that's in federal elections for sure. And this was a law yes. that just changed New York City elections. And, and Phyllis, I, I, if citizenship ought to mean something, right? Like you've got roots here. You've got, you're committed, right? Yes, you're right. I have 400 years worth of roots. I can go back on the census um, to Ancestry.com from 1846. That's my great, great grandfather, Isaac Goldman. So we can trace our ancestry back to the 1800s. My sister said she even found one of my ancestors in the 1700s. So it's not like we just got here. And we know how we got here. I don't need to go through all of that. But we actually, we came in, uh, we are descendants. I'm a descendant of American slavery. So my ancestors came throughout through the Atlantic slave trade. And that's, we've been here building up this country, fighting in every war. I have relatives, ancestors that fought in the uh, World War One, World War Two, And probably even, I'm not even sure about, there could have been other wars too. And my brother died in Vietnam. In 1967, I was 10 years old, and I remember that knock at the door, but he wanted to defend his country, and that's what he right. did, and he, and he was proud. He was a proud soldier, but still, in the midst of all of that, we know he had to come back to racism and segregation, so it's a lot of things, but still, this is my country. This is right. this Black Americans, the centers of American slavery, freedmen, we call ourselves now freedmen, but this is the country that we know and that we love. So we're trying to protect our rights. So Phyllis, imagine two baskets. And on one basket is, is the story of these uh, non-citizens who are given the right to vote and how much they've put into you know, history of America and, and, and how hard it is for them to get the right to vote. That basket's pretty empty. Take a look at your family's experience. Fill that basket up. You've got You've got Reconstruction, the horrors of pre-1895 throughout the South. You've got uh, uh, the, the Great Migration and the struggles of people moving north. You've got Jim Crow's uh, yes. enforced segregation, the struggles of the 50s, the 57 Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, all of the blood and toil and sweat that went into getting full citizenship yes. uh, in, in your family compared to that other basket is the New York City Council vote. 
And I got to tell you, that burns me up. And, and maybe you yes. feel the same way. I certainly, you're right. I feel the same way. And it's no comparison. Like you said, it's no comparison at all. So I don't understand what's happening with, um, with America in the sense that we are allowing people that have no real interest, when I say interest, no, no investment in this country to come over and to really actually have all of the rights. They take all of the benefits, a lot of the benefits that should be given to especially freedmen in this country, which we call ourselves the descendants of American slavery. And everything is for immigrants, the immigrants. They have the new, new Americans uh, in mostly every state. They have organizations for them set up. But when it comes to us, when we try to get something, they ignore us because they feel that they already have our vote. So why give them anything? But that's turning around now because we have a whole new group of folks Black Americans, descendants of slavery, that's saying we are owed a debt, and this is our country, and we want to we want to be paid what's owed us. Owed us. So we try to do the best we can to make our voices heard. Phyllis, on the other side of the country in Los Angeles, illegal immigration in Los Angeles, and when they count people to draw districts for like Los Angeles City Council, the illegal immigration is squeezing out black political power in Los Angeles, because those non-citizens are being counted to draw seats. And the, the blacks who live in Los Angeles are seeing their power shrink. In New York, there's cases under the Voting Rights Act that have, have, have shown that voting in New York is racially polarized. In other words, for like city council seats, that black voters will vote one way, Hispanic voters in a primary will vote the opposite way. So when you turn over political power to non-citizens, the same thing's gonna happen in New York that happened in Los Angeles, is you're gonna squeeze out black political power. And in this case, it's citizen power. Yes, it certainly will. Even in our, our last election uh, with the mayor, he only won by, he's an African-American male, uh, he only won by like 10,000 votes in the primary. You know, so, if we have uh, non-citizens like this 800,000 being able to vote, then that can knock us out completely. Even on Staten Island, we have one, uh, I think it's one African-American woman, one black woman, I don't know if she's African-American, but I know she's black, um, that's holding office. And that's because her district is predominantly black. So like you said, if you have other people that's non-citizens to be able to vote in all of these different locales and districts, then that will definitely make the right. black votes diluted. I will so never have, forget in the, yes. in, the city count, in the city council debate, and I'm sorry, there's a little lag. In the city council debate on the non-citizen voting bill, one of the black uh, council members stood up and said, this is going to hurt black voters. We need to slow down and take a look at this. And they didn't slow down, did they? No, they did not. Not at all. And she said it. She stood up. She wanted them to, like you said, to delay the vote so that they could study how it would affect African-Americans. And they ignored her completely. A few other people stood up also because they have an agenda. Their agenda is to have more Hispanics and Asians vote so that they can continue to dilute the black votes. Because black people, even in New York City, we vote heavily. It's not like it's not it's a myth saying that we don't vote. We vote in every election. 
and our yes. votes count. So if they can dilute our votes, then of course they say, okay, now we can get here. We can become the next mayor. I'm not saying, but if you want to be a mayor, the mayor, or if you want to be a prep public advocate, whatever office, but just do it the right way. And because and us, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead. <laughs> because we have to realize that. Hispanics, and first of all, Hispanics is not an ethnicity. Everybody that they include as a Hispanic is the person who speaks Spanish. We're coming. If we include everybody that speaks American as one group, that would be incorrect, right? So how is it that they can get away with saying all Hispanics is <laughs> the same? Right. You know, it's not, not, not at all. But anyway, so we have to recognize that um, these things are in place to try to give them more power. We're talking with Phyllis Coachman, the lead plaintiff in the case against New York City and the Public Interest Legal Foundation's effort to have declared unconstitutional the law that gives foreigners the right to vote in city elections in New York City. Phyllis, one of the things the case is built around is the 15th Amendment. Yes. And the 15th Amendment was passed after the Civil War. I mean, this is, you were one of the, uh, uh, people who are enforcing the rights won during the Civil War in the in the post Civil War era, I think that's an amazing thing because not a lot of Fifteenth Amendment cases come along. And mm -hmm. what the Fifteenth Amendment says: if you pass a law, an election law that had a racial purpose, then that law is automatically unconstitutional. That's the case. That's the law. Yes. And you are writing that Civil War provision in this case, to have this law struck down. I think that's a pretty important thing. Yes, I think it's very important. And just like I mentioned my history here in this country, my ancestors, and that was written to protect us. Basically, a lot of the laws, even the uh, birth law, well, you know, if a person is born in this country, then they become a citizen. That was based on slaves, you know, giving birth and being able to be citizens of this country. So a lot of laws that's on the books in the Constitution written it's really for us, but it has been taken over, co-opted by other people, other groups, and they use the law more than we use the law. So that 15th Amendment is very important because this specific, specific bill was, um, this was with a racial intent. Right. Racial and intent. Exactly. And, and Phyllis, we are so proud to, to help you in this fight. Uh, this is the founders the, who wrote the 15th Amendment did not want to see what happened in New York City. They might not have predicted this, but this is why they wrote the 15th Amendment. And we're we're going to fight this to the end on your behalf. We're so Thanks. glad that you had the courage to stand up for your convictions and let's go get them. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it so much, and I appreciate you. And I appreciate, appreciate Maureen and your whole team, because like you said, it's not easy, but we're here to do the work, and we're going to do the fight, and I believe we're going to be victorious. Thank you so much, Phyllis. You have a great day. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Thank you to Ms. Coachman for participating in this podcast, Protecting Your Vote. Uh, we will keep you updated on more stories like the Public Interest Legal Foundation lawsuit, versus the New York City law allowing foreigners to vote in local elections. I'm Jay Christian Adams. Thank you so much for joining us, and come back next time for the next episode of Protecting Your Vote.